Hi, everyone. Welcome back to home of Dutch football. It's Football Aranya, a new podcast for you, focusing on the Dutch area of the I'm Michael Statham, joined by Mike Bell. The two of us are going to talk about the area of the at the winter break stage. PSV have possibly recorded, wow, I don't know, what do you think? Are they the best team to ever grace the area de with 16 wins from 16 to start off a, ca- a campaign? It's incredible, absolutely incredible start. We'll get into talking about them. Uh, the win over RZ, uh, Feyenoord, of course, being just behind there, still in Europe. Ajax, also still in Europe, recovering now, climbing the table. All things we'll be talking about in this show, plus much else besides. So um, do stay on for the full show so we can talk about lots of very busy teams. If you're new to us, do subscribe to wherever you're listening. This podcast, this show is out on YouTube where you can see us. Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Listen wherever you prefer. So, Mike, what did you think then of PSV's magnificent start? Basically, just brushing aside RZ, who'd only had one shot in the entire game. It was complete domination. Um, where does this rank in all the years you've watched Eredivisie? How good are this PSV team? It's tough to say. I think the stats-wise, I mean, there's nothing you can say against them. I mean, they're scoring goals left, right, and centre. They've got a plus 50 goal difference after 16 games, which is just insane. Um, they've played possibly the three toughest games that they're going to have all season already, and they've won them. You know, away against Feyenoord, away against Twente, away against AZ, beat Ajax, you know, five, was it five two at home? So, I mean, they're just absolutely hammering everyone that gets put out in front of them. And it's hard to say if they're the best third of his team ever because you've obviously got the Ajax early 90s that I think a lot of people would say is one of the best Dutch sides ever, you know, great third of his and won the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, it's tough to say that they're the best ever, but I think that going by stats and what it could be at the end of the season, they could be record breakers for sure in terms of the most games won in a row, the most points recorded in a season, what's the most goals scored in a season. And, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be anyone at the moment that can stop them because it's worth saying as well, they're doing this without possibly their best player when Noah Lang is, mm-hmm. is still injured. So he's still to come back into this side, and that's, that's frightening when you think that the potential that he could bring to the attack that's already, you know, blown away teams. You know, AZ, so strong at home, you know, at times the season. And then, yeah, they couldn't even get anywhere near the PSV goal. I think that, yeah, PSV right now, going into winter break, they've won the title, they're 10 points ahead. No one's going to stop them now. Um, and, yeah, I think that it's just a case of how focusing they stay between now and the end of the season to to break the records, to to go unbeaten all season. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in the second half of the season. If Peter Bosch can just keep this up. So there's lots of talking points about PSV. You know, how 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 good are this team in, in um, respect of some of the best Eredivisie teams we've seen maybe since the turn of the millennium? Uh, I think the Ajax team of 18-19 come pretty close to that. Uh, would they beat this current PSV team? Um, I think the style is really interesting with how Bosch has got them playing. So attacking. And I know we kind of expected that when he came in, but he's got square pegs and round holes, but they kind of work. So playing scouting at centre-back, if his team were up against it and having lots of defending in a game, that wouldn't work at all. But when you've got RZ today pinned back, him playing at centre-back works because they're going to have lots of the ball. It just constantly recycles the ball, lots of pressure. Um and it, and it works magnificently then. Um, and then you're wondering, well, how will PSV get in the Champions League? 
because that is going to be the acid test. The answer is actually not that well compared to some of the other teams we've seen from the Eredivisie that did well in the Champions League in recent years. Um, because the style doesn't work quite so 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 well. But PSV are still in the round of 16 after turning around that game against Sevilla. Those three points were absolutely huge in doing that. Um, so let's just talk about Bosch and those tactics then for a minute. They work in the Eredivisie. They've got some fantastic players who I think we would agree will go on to doing some great things throughout Europe. Um, Bakayoko is a great example of that. They'll probably go on to make a big transfer at some point in the future. Um, how good are those individual players? How good is Bosch's, Bosch's tactics? Could it work again in the Champions League last 16? I think that you're going to be a Bosch. I think there's a lot of trepidation with him coming back into the Eredivisie. I think that he obviously made a name from himself at Ajax. Um, it worked out from then. So I, you could say it would be his Ajax team against this PSV team would be one hell of an interesting watch. That'd be a close game. Um, cause, you know, the Ajax 18-19 was kind of built around what he brought into it. Um, so, yeah, that would have been, been interesting. I think that his tactics, as you say, work perfectly for Eredivisie, but he's been caught out when it comes to Champions League and when he's coming up against better opposition. Um, it doesn't so work so well because defensively, this PSV team isn't too strong if you can get at them. Um, and, you know, if you're Arsenal at home and you're asking PSV to defend, it doesn't work out because you've got players like Romalo. Um, so Gino Des is really good going forward, but at the back, a bit suspect. And then you're relying on Nobus Cagli to do it all on his own or, you know, shouting to be in there in defence. And it doesn't really, really happen. But if they can go out in January and buy a new centre-back to replace Romao and allow Shun to move out into midfield, then yeah, it could be... It could be you know, no team in the last 16 of the Champions League is going to want to draw them. You know, there's no, there's no fear in this PSG side to go in and beat somebody. And you've got some teams in there that... That Champions League draw that PSV can beat. And there's a couple of teams that finished top of their groups, like, you know, Borussia Dortmund. Um, I think Rio Sociedad as well as one of them. PSV can beat these sides if they draw them. So, yeah, I think that it depends on the draw. But if PSV, you know, get like a Real Madrid or a Manchester City, then, you know, yeah, we'll see what limitations this side has. But right now, for the teams that are in there to visit at the moment and the strength for some of these sides, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, you know, Beating PSZ uh, Alkmaar 4 0 away from home is a great result. But SAZ Alkmaar side are, are really bad um, at the moment. So you've got to take that into account. And this AZ side are top four in their divisions. So, yeah, um, the league at the moment and this season isn't the strongest, but you still have to commend Peter Bosch for the work he's done and getting the best out of the individuals, especially in defense, because, you know, Romao isn't the strongest. You know, playing Jerry Shout out, out of position in defense and still getting win after win after win. Um, it's magnificent. And as you say, there's individual players here that will get moves. So Bakayoko is probably going to go to a big team. I know that Brentford are linked in the summer, but he should be looking a lot higher than that. Oh, yeah. um, Joey Veerman will eventually get a move. Um, I've seen that he wants to go to, to Italy or, or Spain. You know, I think that somebody like a Napoli or even like a, a Sociedad um, Villarreal team, I think that would be perfect for somebody like Veerman to, to take that next step abroad and then try and showcase himself. Because um, I don't think he's ready right now for, you know, a team fighting for, you know, to win the Champions League. I don't think he's going to end up going to Arsenal or he's going to go to end up PSG or something like that. You know, I don't think he's that level at the moment. So, yeah, um, I think there's a few gems in this side. But at the moment, it's a collective and it's a team unit that's really getting these results. It's not, 
you know one or two individuals are standing out over the rest yeah and like at final where you could argue that is happening there are a few individuals that are playing very well but um kind of masquerading the 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 downsides of that team this season we'll talk more about finals and rz later in the show so um as as for PSV, then wiping the floor with all these teams, the quality of the league as a whole, uh, it's it has it's it's gone through some weird waves of recent years. It feels like there's a bit of a bunching effect going on, where there's been a weakening of the sub top teams, but a strengthening of the teams almost at the lower half of the table in a way. Um, so now we've got this thing where if you win three or four games, like I actually done, then you climb the table very quickly. Um, and in the future, you're going to have a team qualify for Europe that isn't quite so strong, and that could affect the coefficient, you know, going forward. Um, it, it's like though the teams when they play the top teams, they have no fear, and that that is just leading to them getting easily defeated. I think uh, playing against RZ is an example of that. You know, they they can't really frustrate them. RZ have got the weapons to win, so PS3 are able to kind of wipe the floor with these teams and win very comfortably um there isn't that team that's gonna sit deep um like i mean i think rz today should have played a bit differently maybe put berserk midfield play another sense back Valterhouse, for example and um just just do it differently but it's that stubbornness of dutch coaches to keep playing the way that they always have done yeah but yeah you look at midweek now i don't get into bashing pascal jansen too early but in midweek against, <laughs> it's coming. yeah, it's coming. He, that was a must-win game for AZ. You know, they're away against Legia Warsaw. They needed to win, and then he does some sort of weird defensive formation where he puts Denzel Cassius right back, out on right wing, um, tries to play like a back five at some points. Doesn't work at all. Um, you go out, you go down two 0 He doesn't change it till two eight. Um, and obviously get a red card as well, which didn't help. But yeah, it's, it's as you say, going into this game, you thought, okay, maybe he's going to try something a bit different again, go back five, try something something new. Um, you know, maybe play Ruben Van Bommel up front with Pavlidis, you know, have two quick players up front. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, go at a back five, two wing backs, you know, mm. and, and try and defend and hit them on the counter. But he didn't. He just went back to 4 3 3 and then he, he brought. Devitt back and then dropped him again. And then he's played Ernest Pock, who, who hasn't looked out of the busy level yet, which is a shame because I think he is really talented when he plays for under-19s. But when it comes to top level, he doesn't look at that level yet. No. But then they paid all this money in the summer to get Sadiq in, and Sadiq can't even get a start at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's weird things are going on at AZ. You can say that Janssen's tactics aren't working. He's not developing youth players, but... Also, the board in the summer, whoever's doing their scouting, didn't do it well enough because the players that they've brought in, the two from Portugal, um, Sadiq, you know, to an extent, Van Bommel, I think that he has a lot more to show, just aren't performing at the level that they need to be to, to play for AZ. And yeah, some of the, the players are young, but Janssen's not getting the better out of any of these players. The only player that you can say that's performing well this season is Pavlidis. Janssen's not improved any of the youngsters in the squad whatsoever. And this is a team that won the Youth League last year. So they've got the best under-20 side in Europe at the moment. Um, and none of them are coming through. None of them are improving. So, yeah, that comes down to bad coaching. 
he's not getting the best out of his players and what the performance that they put in today was was shambolic so yeah you gotta think that somebody with a bit more now is it bringing through youngsters needs to come into AZ because that's what they need to improve and you know you need teams like AZ you need teams like Ajax you need teams like um the Heron Veins and Spartans to bring through your youth talents quickly improve the squads get the teams better to then challenge teams like PSV who can go out and buy players so yeah it's not happening at the moment and that's why you're seeing like somebody like PSV who can spend money you know wiping the floor with the teams around them mm. let's uh Move on to our Z then, because the bashing has begun for Pascal Janssen. Uh, we we even got a, a, t- a tiny bit of stick on Twitter the other day for bashing him a little bit. And people did agree with us and, and were agree, agree with our criticism of Pascal Janssen. Um, we were fortunate enough to to interview the man. You know, he's, he's, he's a good coach in some ways. He's done well for himself to, to climb for the rankings at, at RZ and become the head coach. Um, however, he hasn't been flexible with with his approach this season. It's really showed the the weakest part of the squad seems to be the wingers. Is it the scouting in general? Was that Janssen's fault not developing them? I, I wonder. Um, but he still insists on, on having a four three three, which relies upon the magic of the wing of the wide players that aren't really that good enough um, or haven't been developed enough to play well in that system. Um, there are some things that are quite critical to the way I was play. I mean, Volfer, the left-back, he's trying his best, isn't he, to, to bum up and down. It's still a big feature of their play ever since Edo and Vindal. Uh But Pavlidis, he's been carrying the team, he's been scoring the goals. And today when Arze couldn't keep the ball, they had no midfield presence, couldn't create anything. You could see they only had one shot the entire game. It was in stoppage time. So yes, whilst PSV were impressive and dominant, RZ were terrible awful and have been getting worse as the season's been going on um, rather than the other way around yeah and yeah it's hard to see how it improves because the money's probably not going to be there in january unless somebody like pavlidis goes and then if they let him go then you know who are they going to bring in that's going to be able to to carry him like he has you know pavlidis scored 18 goals this season so yeah that that'd be a worry for me because right now they're out of europe they're fourth in the table. They're out of the title race. You know, what's going to make Pavlidis stay in January? If a club like Stuttgart comes in um, in January, why would he not weave AZ at the moment? Looking around him, looking at the players he's playing with, looking at the ambition of the club, who aren't going to spend money, who aren't, you know, they've got somebody like Janssen in charge, he's not improving the team. Why would he stay and waste another six months of his career and AZ, when he can go out and, and play in the Bundesliga and, and improve his career and you know, make a name for himself. So, yeah, for me, that's the way for if I was an AZ fan, the, the club seems to be going backwards at the moment and nobody's stepping in to be a leader. Jans is not the man. The, the team, as I said earlier, the team right now is built for 5 3 2. You know, you've got somebody like Bazur who excelled for Vitesse in a 5 3 2. They can play that role really well. You've got Pavidis up front, you could do really well with somebody like. Van Bommel next to him, Sadiq, somebody fast. you got Wolf, as you said, likes to bomb forward. He would be a perfect win-back. Um, so, yeah, but Janssen just seems stubborn, will not play it. Cannot decide on which two wingers to play. He, he chops and changes them every single game. You know, Van Bommel will start, Van Broder will just start, Pocky will start. You know, Oddgaard will be played out on the right-hand side. 
Um, and then the best one of all of them, I think the one that shows the most potential is Jaden Adai and he's just sat on the bench. So it's, it's difficult. It's, it's For me, I, if I was in charge of AZ, I'd be looking for a new coach. Um, but, you know, that's, Do you see that happening? Because I really don't. No, I don't. I think that for some reason, Janssen's got a reputation for some reason as being a good coach. I think it's because he's linked to Rangers that AZ think they've got something a bit special there. Um, but yeah, it annoys me about AZ is that whenever you have a go at them, they go, oh, well, you know, we're not, you know, we don't spend money. We don't have this. We don't have that. But they should be this club. They should be challenging for the title. You know, when Van Hal said they won it, you know, show a bit of ambition, show a bit of, you know, want to actually become one of the top three sides in their division, challenge PSV, challenge Feyenoord, go for it. Not, not just be like, okay with being, you know, the fifth best side or the fourth best side in the league. Um, because they need to go out and they need to bring in a new striker. I think Myron Bolladou would be perfect, bring him back. Um, you need to go out and get a new midfielder. I think the midfield's really weak, um, aside from Jordi Classy. And then, you know, maybe switch up the formation, try something a bit different in the second half of the season, or it's just going to be more the same, more disappointment. Because right now there's the club going, going backwards for me. Uh, I fully agree with you. And the European exit, essentially the hands of Legia Vosso, like that, that's embarrassing. They are so much better than a team that's sitting seventh in the Polish league. So that is evidence enough for me to say this team at the minute has got its flaws, but also the coach isn't getting the best out of the players that are there. Um, so, yeah, for me, it has to go, but I don't think he will. So that's going to be their season now, isn't it? It's going to be, um, can they stick to being in the top four? Do Ajax overtake them in the end? You know, they finish fifth. Uh, let's see. Feyenoord surely should be next on our list then. They've had a, an up and down season so far. There have been some times where, you know, at home in the Champions League, fantastic. Some great performances. But then there was that blip where they lost to Atletico Madrid at home. Uh, they lost to PSV in the league. And it's not it's not been smooth. But then you've got like the, the one 4 0 this weekend against Harkas Amalo. But then that's not exactly difficult to do. They have had an embarrassing time with it, Heracles. Um, and then there are there are some players who I would think, you know, if you ask me to pick a team of the season so far right now, which I have done. Um, I've got a few final players in there because there have been some standout performers. Santiago Jimenez has been brilliant. Uh, he's missed a couple of sitters, but he otherwise has been brilliant. His left foot's great. Calvin Stengs has been redeveloping himself. Quentin Timber really coming into his own this season. Some impressive performers. However, they are in the same kind of region of the table as Arsenal and Twente at the minute because PSV are so far out ahead. That's hard, though. You can't win every single game. PSV can, final can't. Uh, and they they would otherwise be in a title chart challenge. I think um, Arna Slot was saying something like, do they not have more points than last season or the same amount of points as this stage last season? And that's why he's not all that disappointed. But I think, for me, the, the difference between this season and last season is that final, their players have won the league already. And that extra bit of fight that you need isn't quite there. I'm not questioning their mot motivation or, or, or the head coach necessarily, but they've done it. And where is that extra oomph to, to go on and, and do it again? Maybe that one or two percent isn't quite there. Yeah, I think if you ask us at the start of the season, um, 
going into the January, one team's won every single one of their games. You know, try and guess who it is. We would have said Feyenoord. We would have said mm-hmm. it would, oh, that'll easily be Feyenoord because they've got the best squad, got the best head coach. Um, their bench is so strong. And yeah, they've got young talents they can call on if they need to. So I would have thought that the Feyenoord would have, would have won the league this season. Um, but it's not turned out like that. It's just because I don't know if the Champions League's been a bit of a, you know, a distraction for them. But yeah, they've not performed at the same level, I think, as they did last year. Um, but then again, PSV have been an absolute freak and just started hammering everyone. So <laughs> you, you've got to look at that and say, okay, Feyenoord are doing what they did probably did last season, but they've got somebody else that's just, you know, doing something miles ahead of them. So you have to just look at it that way. But yeah, I think that if I was a Feyenoord fan right now, I wouldn't be too disappointed. You know, the Champions League campaign was a bit disappointing. Um, I think that, you know, you can take away the loss against Celtic. I mean, they're already out at that point. It made changes. I think if they actually played full strength and were actually needing to get something out of that game, they probably would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the killer one was the, the way game to Lazio. I think that losing that one was was a nail in the coffin for that. You can lose home and away to Atletico Madrid. They're, they're a tricky side, but Lazio were the team that needed to to be away from home or at least get a draw, and that didn't happen. So, yeah, disappointing. But I think the Europa League is a competition that suits them, so I think they can go quite far in there. Um, I think they can go on a good run. It's a competition that they can look to to maybe get to the final off and possibly even win if they, they go on a good run. So they might not get the league this year, but it's still in the, the Cambridge Cup, still in the Europa League. It'll still be a really good season for them, and the second will get them back into the Champions League. So, if these players want to to keep performing at the highest level, they're going to fight until the end of the season to make sure that they're top two, make sure that they're in a good cup run, and make sure they go far in the Europa League. Because if they drop off now, then you know players like Santiago Jimenez, yeah, he's got a big cup to fight in from now. You know, he's been linked to Chelsea, Bayern Munich, or even linked to him this week that I saw. But he's got to maintain this level past January and into the summer. For those clubs to still be looking at him because if he drops off now has a few stinkers and then yeah. you know final finish third get knocked out of europe easily then maybe he won't be there and maybe he will be going to you know like a mid-table premier league side like or maybe like a film <laughs> um so yeah you need to keep up and same with the rest of the final players because if they want to get that next move um to a big massive club in europe they need to start improving um and yeah the title might be too far away from them, but I still think they've got a good season ahead. You seem very optimistic about the Europa League. I, I, I'm not so much. Some strong teams in there. I mean, any of the English teams, West Ham, Brighton, Liverpool. Um, we've got Atalanta, uh, Villarreal, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, then there's some teams that have come come second in their groups who, who uh, final could face the next round. Roma, hate Roma now, don't we? Um, a couple of French t- sides, Sporting, Marseille. So I, I don't know. I don't share your optimism right now. What, why? Why do you feel so good about it? Because I think that the Cape, I think, is a special place. I think that you know, Feyenoord have gone on runs before in Europe that they've relied on our home form. And you said you mentioned teams like Atalanta and Roma. They're not in their leagues this season. They've not been at the usual level that we expect them to be, you know, Roma mm. got beat, you know, to off Bologna today, you know, Marseille. I don't think they're at the level that you'd expect them to be at. Somebody like West Ham, yes, they're strong and, you know, Mohamed Kudus is carrying them at the moment. Um, but are they, you know, unbeatable? I would say no. And Brighton haven't even been that great in Europa League so far. So 
I think that if you know Feyenoord have a go at them, then I think Feyenoord can beat them. You know, Feyenoord on their day at their best shouldn't fear anyone. Um, and I think the Europa League is a good competition for them because if they went far in the Champions League, they finished second and then got Man City, they're just going to get knocked out. So mm. I think the Europa League gives them more of a chance to go far in Europe and then some of these players to impress. And I think that he's got the squad depth to to go far in this competition if they get a kinder draw. You know, I, I would want to avoid Bayer Leverkusen. That's the team that I think that they struggle against. But I think there's there's teams in there that Feyenoord on their day can beat. I love the confidence. And I know that I've tweeted out this season the home records that final got under on a slot. Um, that, that was ended by the defeat to Atletico Madrid. But there have been some off performances this, this season that have worried me a little bit. But hopefully it will improve. Um, I was just a bit annoyed by Rami Zaruki's performance against Celtic. And, and it seems that way. I'm like, you're having a good season, mate. Well, I don't know what you're doing there um, with that penalty. He's a, he's a, he's a red card, um, a walking red card, as they say. Yeah, a little, dis- little bit disappointing. And here, Child as well, a couple of games this season in this bigger games, let myself down a little. Um, what, what is it, do you think that's just, do you think it's just that Pierce have been so good that we're comparing final to that? Or has it been a dip? Yeah, it's difficult to say because, you know, Feyenoord have been that good. I mean, you know, if PS- no, it's not Feyenoord, sorry, PSV have been that good. You know, PS- this PSV weren't there last season. You know, they didn't play like this. Um, now, I'm not saying that that was why Feyenoord won the league. I think Feyenoord were by far the best team in the league, uh, the best squad. But, yeah, there's players that Feyenoord have signed this summer that haven't lived up to expectations. The rookie's one of them. I think that he's not, you know, they went out and spent all that money on Oeda as well. We've not seen much of him. Um, but that's because, you know, Jimenez has been the standout. And I think that Saul likes to rotate his wingers as well. I think we saw Delroson play for the first time in forever today. Um, he actually played quite well. But, you know, Minty's been there. They've had Ivanusek, who goes hot and cold as well. I expected more from him. So, yeah, some of the players that have come in haven't, yeah, some of the players that have come in haven't really lived up to expectations. And, you know, Trout is one of these players that's hot and cold. I think that in their division, he has a really good game. But then when he comes up against a good opposition, like you see it for the Netherlands, then he has a very shaky game. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. I think that, by the end of the season, we'll, we'll know how good some of these players are. I think that if they come out of the second half fighting, I think we'll, the players like Timber, Stengs, they're the ones that are standing out at the moment for me. And I think they've got, I think Quentin Timber's one of the standout players in their division as a whole this season. Yeah. Um, whereas at the start, you would have said Vifer would have been the one that Feyenoord that you'd been watching out for. But I think he's been overshadowed a bit mm-hmm. by his teammates, especially Timber yeah. and Stengs. So. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of positives around this final side, but there is a couple of players that need to step it up. We for Imanusek, um, Rader when he comes on, the defense needs to come out into a bit more. Um, even Hartman's having hot and cold games at the moment at left back, so yeah. there's room for improvement to get this side far in the Europa League. And I think that's what Bosch, um, not Bosch, sorry, Arnold sort of work on in the, the winter period to try and just tweak those little things that need to tweak. I don't think they need to go out and buy any players in January. Um, but I think there's just a couple of things he needs to do, get a couple of players in form, and then they can really push on second half of the season, finish second, go far in Europe, and then that'd be a decent season for them. Hmm. Yeah, and that they still have quality. I still think that Arna Slot will prove just what a great coach he is this season. Uh, just that 
he won't be winning the league title. I can see that now. Um, having bat finals a lot to, to retain their title, it's just then going to happen. So let's talk about another team. You know, league, league wise, would we not go to Twente next? But I think I think I have still a huge talking point that many of many of our followers, listeners, want of us to talk about. So we'll go to Ajax first, and then we'll go to Twente and some other teams that have been standing out throughout the league. Um, Ajax, they were bottom of the league, but we both knew, didn't we? There was, a, I think, the last show we did about the Eredivisie, we said they've got a good run of games now. They're going to win a ton of them, and they'll they'll bounce up the league. And I think. We even said that they probably would climb up to fifth by about now, and they have. So that was predictable. Um, but what wasn't predictable was Ajax drawing 2 2 Peck Swallow today. I haven't watched the game, um, but I did hear that Peck deserved to get back into that game, which goes against what we've maybe seen from Ajax recently, where they've been able to blow teams away today. Wasn't the case. Was it, um, was it a situation maybe where? Ajax have played a few days before on Thursday, put a lot of energy into be, beating AK Athens, qualifying for the Conference League, and then it's a bit of a, huh, <laughs> and um, didn't quite have enough to get over the line. Yeah, and uh, obviously, Ranch Gibb was, was missing today, he was in Australia um, yeah. for his, his son's wedding. I don't think anyone would have begrudged him that. Begrudged him that, no. Lost, lost his wife, so I, that was definitely some time away that was needed for him, but yeah, I mean, it was it was two sides for Ajax because we had Brian Brobby who is coming to some great form now. You know, carrying him a bit and scoring two two excellent goals today. But then first one wasn't excellent. I think he nearly missed it, uh, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> one, I did see that. And then yeah, it, it, it might have been offside as well. You know, fans saying it was a little bit offside, but he's coming into form. You know, he's scoring the goals. These are ones that. On another day, at the start of the season, he would have missed it. And now he's scoring them, so he, he's improving. At least his finishing's improving a bit. But um, mm. the problem with Ajax is, for me, is defensively they still just look like they're going to concede goals constantly. Even in the Europa League, uh, sorry, the, the game that they had on on Thursday against um, the beat on on Thursday, Athens. 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 Athens had chances to score. He didn't yeah. take them. And that's the problem I have at the moment. They're conceding so many chances at the back. And Pexwell has scored two of them. And Pexwell had more chances. To, you know, Pexwell could have been 2-0 up by the time I had scored. Um, and luckily they weren't. So defensively, they're still just all over the place. Um, so that's why they're not getting results constantly. And, and that's the, my fear for the second half of the season as well, is that, yeah, they'll beat the teams that are bottom half at, at home usually. But then they'll come up against a team where they'll take their chances, then they'll, they will get draws, they will get defeats away from home as well. So I don't think fifth place for them at the moment is is nailed in. False. Um, mm. Because defensively, they're not good enough. But that could change in January. You know, there's, there's talk about them going out and you know buying some players. So we'll see if that happens. If Steven Bergvine does get a move to Saudi Arabia, <laughs> you know he's denying it. He's saying his family's happy in the Netherlands, but you know, money talks. So mm. we'll see if that that happens if you get you know twenty million in for him. Would have got and spend it buying a couple of defenders, um, which is desperately needed. You need a new midfielder. The midfield's the balance of that midfield is just well off, and that's why they create they uh, concede so many chances. So if they can get two to three players in and improve the, the defense and defensive midfield, then yeah, they can go on a run in the second half of the season and then possibly overtake 
fourth, maybe even go for for third if they if they really go for it. But yeah, there's still a lot of question marks over this Ajax side, and I don't think that just because they've risen to fifth isn't because they've suddenly become really good. It's because they've got some results. I still think that defensively they're they're far off what they need to be to to challenge for for top three. So a lot of talk points in what you said there, Mike, and I agree with some of it, but I disagree with some of the other points. I, I think Ajax have had a massive turning point, and a lot of it has been confidence. Getting wins in the first place, John Van Etzip, just being a good people person, I think, has, has been a good start. Maurice Stein um, and Sven Mislintat, they, they weren't the, those people. Um, I'm surprised with Stein, but then maybe the stress of the job just got to him. So John Van Etzip's come in, sensible, and, yeah, confidence is a big part of it. Tactically, there is there are some tweaks. Ajax play a really high forward line now when they have the ball. They're able to just fire passes into this like four, front four or five, and they've got skills to 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 sort out what happens in the final third. Then it's quite nice to watch. They've got plenty of talent, especially when at home, to do things like that. Robbie has gotten better. He's using his strength, his advantage, which is what he needs to do for a long time now. Uh, but yeah, defensively, is it that Ajax are wide open? Is it the midfield? Um, or they're just more attacking? You know. I, I think it could be all of those things. There are some some poor defence errors still happening. I do think they're going to finish at least fifth now. I'm not sure why you're doubting them possibly dropping down the league a little bit. I mean, I don't think you, you're predicting that fully, but you're saying there's still a chance of it. For me, there's very. I don't think that's going to happen. I still think they're going to win too many games to to hold off the likes of go ahead Eagles, maybe not anything I make and head and if they can win some more games. Sparta, they they have got. Th- those wins now in Amsterdam to come, I think. But I did look at their fixture list, and we did we did say, didn't we? These were going to be some easier games in late autumn. But then in the new year, there are several away tests coming up, which look very difficult. And I and I agree with you there. They are going to drop points away from home. They are going to struggle defensively. But I still think they'll get enough wins throughout throughout those games. Um, you know, struggling to beat NEC Nijmegen two one. I think it. Was it was it was a it was a tight one. It's not what you expect for Ajax. You think you know they might blow them away, but no. Uh, yeah, they, they'll have they'll have. I think more, a lot more in the second half of the campaign anyway. And getting into the Conference League as well. Do we not think they'll get past a few teams in that competition? And not saying they'll be a contender for it. I, don't, I really don't think they will be. But they they can beat the likes of Mulder and a um, a glimpse in that competition or in the Europa League. Uh, just just those kinds of teams that, that Ajax can beat those home and away if if, if they're able to get that form in, into Amsterdam, uh, they'll, they'll be fine for me. Yeah, I I still think they'll finish fifth, but I'm not saying I'm just saying it's not nailed on. I think that if might even overtake RZ now. If in January this Ajax side went out and signed nobody, if they just kept this side. Then I would say they would struggle to finish fifth because I think okay. defensively they are still too open. I think that the real problem is the wing backs. I think that Wrench is going better. I think I'll give them that. On the left hand side, they're far too open and they rely heavily on Hato making very last minute challenges. Sometimes it doesn't go, you know, come off. Sometimes you make you can make a mistake as well. He's still only you know, 17. Mm. I think that having him as a leader at the back. At the back is 
it's a testament to how good he is on the ball and how calm he is at times. But the fact that he's the leader of this team shows you how much is lacking at the back as well. I don't think the new signs have worked. I think that some have been really poor. Um, I think goalkeeper-wise, Ramai's a step up from Gorter, but still not great. Um, so I think that if this side went out and signed nobody in January and kept going with this side, then I think that fifth would be pretty likely, but I don't think it would be nailed on. And I still think they dropped quite a lot of points in the second half of the season. So even though I think they've, they've improved under Anskipper, I think deserves a lot of credit for what he's done since he's come in. Um, he's really steadied the ship and he's actually got the fans on side, which I think is something that mm. Morrisstein never had. You know, the fans want him gone very mm-hmm. quickly, whereas Anskipper has a lot of credit with the fans. Um, you know, they were applauding him today after five minutes. Um, I think the F side, you know, the ultras, you know, wrote a message to him today saying, like, enjoy the wedding. You know, he's like one of the only people that's actually stood up um, and helped Ajax this season. Um, so, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit. But I think that on the pitch, there's a lot of players not playing to the level. And I think that until we see what the side's going to be like midway through January, I can't say for certain they're definitely going to go far in Europe and they're definitely mm-hmm. going to go and get a fifth position because I still think there's a few you know, poor results in this this side. I wouldn't trust the scouting yeah, to go out in January okay. and bring in the right players. <laughs> even though Mithin Fat's gone, like, who are they going to go out? Because even before that, it was Huntelaar making decisions and signing players that he didn't even scout. So, yeah. Um, whoever's in charge of scouting now, I hope he's a big step up from what I've had in the, the previous few transfer windows. Anyway. I think after what's happened at the club over the last summer, over the last couple of years, that stability is important. I don't think they're going to go and get anyone. I think they'll they'll stick to what they've got. Because in, in attack, they have enough goals. Robbie and Akpom. Love Jira Akpom, by the way. I'm really pleased he's working for him now. Good to see him um, scoring some goals. It's midfield, isn't it? The defence, yes, is wide open sometimes, but they've got enough bodies there. Midfield, I'm not sure they do, actually. And I think a number eight or number probably number six would be uh, important for them to try and get him. They all still want to go out and get like a, oh, I can't remember his name. That's how bad he was. But remember when they used to sign like 30-year-old midfielders? They've had they've had like Grilich, Grilich. They've had Paulson in the past. They had this other guy as well, didn't they? They've had some proper poor players come, and, come play for Ajax. And they'll be like, well, keep playing them because they're experienced and they're a defensive midfielder. And yeah, that's not quite what I mean when I say they need someone in there like that. But they do need a player that is isn't just going to be really young. I think he's a sensible number six can break up play and then just play a simple pass. Um, and and Kenneth Taylor has improved. Wrench has also improved, like you said. But going forward long-term, they're not going to be the answer. And the club has to try and find a way of moving on from those players. But I do like Kenneth Taylor on the ball. I think he's that, he had a great finish, didn't he? And um, one of the games recently, it was a beautiful goal. But when, when the... Um, I've seen I've seen memes about it. That's how bad it is. Like defensively, ah, he just doesn't have that presence in midfield. He can't he can't like he can't be there there and everywhere kind of thing in midfield. He's 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 easily played through. Yeah, and I think that there's there's players that need to step up. You know, Tahirovic hasn't been worth the money so far. We've got from AS Roma, and I think even you know, Carlos Forbes. You know, there's a lot of excitement when he got brought in, and he does have a lot of pace. You know, when he was. Watch him, he's so fast. But it's what he does on the ball, it's not good enough. So there's there's players that need to step up in the second half of the season. There's a room for improvement, but I do think that 
they will go out and sign at least one defender and at least one midfielder. Um, and I think it's, it's desperately needed. And then we'll see if anyone goes because I do think there's a big question mark over or for Bergfine. Okay. Let's move on to another team, FC Twente's term. They are in the top four, the runaway top four that has been uh, quite prolific this season, getting loads of wins. I've enjoyed watching them when I've seen them from time to time. They have been dropping points, though, in the past couple of months. Um, some draws here and there. Last season, they didn't get any, any results away from home, it seemed like. Um, but now we're expecting them to get to get the wins. Sam Stein has been a, a nice revelation in attacking midfield. Uh, does he kick on at some point? Maybe get into conversations with the Dutch national team? We'll have to see. Um, I, I like I like the team. I really like Joseph Osteen, the head coach. They continue to be a good team. They continue to be okay. I think the story around them would be if they finish third, they get into the Champions League. And for Twente, that is massive. We said about RZ, no, we're not having that ambition sometimes. And the fans as well, also lacking it a little bit. Twente are delighted with where the club are sitting in the league at the moment, but they definitely have the ambition. And I'm sure that the club as a whole would be overjoyed with getting into the Champions League. And that will be a moment again for a huge club in the Netherlands to kick on and maybe try and maintain that kind of position in the league. Yeah, for sure. And I think that if they're ever going to do it, you know, this is the season that 20 really should be looking at, you know, snatching mm-hmm. that third spot, getting into the Champions League. And I think that when you look at the sides around them, I think that they've got a great chance. I think that defensively they're good. I think that, you know, Helgers is there. Yeah. They've got a really good, strong defence. I think that in midfield, you say, is Sam Stein. I think they've got, you know, good players out and wide. The only question mark for me is, you know, Gaudi doesn't get enough goals um, up front. I think that they sent him permanently thinking that he was going to come in and he was going to score a lot of goals for them. He hasn't. Um, at times, they rely too heavily on, on Stein scoring from midfield and then hoping that Van Roosven can, you know, grab one. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there is goals missing from this side. Um, I think if they can improve that in the second half of the season, then there's no reason why they can't go on a run to, to grab that third spot. I actually disagree with that a little. I think Agalda's done, done all right. I don't think it's one of those things where he's done bad or all very well. He's gotten a lot of assists, hasn't he, as well? And you can see that his pace is important. He is quite good in the box in the air. He's got a bit of presence about him. He does occupy defenders, and that sometimes helps if it's him and Van Volswinkel. That does work too. But yeah, there's that still that overlies, isn't there? You know, we, we need we need guys goals from Stein. We need um an impact from Val, Van Volswinkel from the bench. That can be a little bit frustrating for Twente. They want to kick on and use Ogalder as yeah, scoring what two or three goals in a game. Um, be really comprehensive, but he isn't quite that type of striker, I don't think. And for me, it's they need they need a winger. They need they need um, a quality out out wide. Think back to times when he had Dusan Tadic out wide. That was quality, wasn't it? That's what that's the kind of play they they'd love to have right now. And whilst Stan Rotz has definitely improved from the start of the season, when I was massively critical of him. The fans wanted him out of the team. He's gone, and I think he's one of the top assisters in the league. So he has improved, but more is needed. More is required. And also, some people quite like Kyolo midfield. I'm not really a fan for me. I think he's quite mediocre. Um, but I do like Sadilek in there. I think he brings a lot on the ball. Um, and yeah, the back four, they won a lot of ball praise for me last season, the season before. This season, it's okay. Um, I think, for, to be fair, for a team that, 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 that of a level of 20, that's not, that's not a bad defence at all. I just think 
why isn't Brennett back in that back four as well? Because I quite liked him when he was playing right back last season. Is he out of the team because he wants to move away and Twente want to move on away from him now and use Sampstead? I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, they're a yeah. good team. Yeah, I think they've got, like, it's the spine of the team. The spine of the team's good. But for me, I gather it shouldn't just be like a two, three goal season striker. It needs to be an air divisie to kick mm-hmm. on and to get a third place. You need someone up the top that's going to score you over 10 goals a season. You know, all the other sides around them have got that. You know, Feyenoord have Jimenez, PSV have De Jong, Ajax have Robbie, AZ have Pavlidis, 20 have Agalde. I mean, there's a drop-off there. As much as he works hard for the team, there's a drop-off when you, you take into goals into account. So that's that's where it maybe dropped down for me. If Sam Stein doesn't come on and score a couple of goals, if Vlap isn't scoring, who's getting the goals? Because today they played against the Sparta team that you know went down to 10 men. And then they struggled and struggled. Obviously, Sam Stein scored, but then they struggled to kill the game. And they only got out of there with a draw because Nivar popped up in the 93rd minute and, and got him an equaliser. But there's so many chances that they missed in there as well. And I think that they're missing one finisher from being a real contender for that, that Champions League spot. Um, but Agalde could come good in the second half of the season. I'm not writing them off totally yet. Um, he showed it last season. I thought it was really good. So I think he does have the talent there. But yeah, I think that for me, I think 20 have a really good chance of getting third. Um, I'd, I'd, like yeah. to see, I'd like to see them doing well. I'd see them pushing on, and it's good for Dutch football if they're back up to what they were before they had all the, the money troubles. I think the only thing that stops Twente from finishing third at the moment is a drop off from from them, and then maybe an RZ taking it, uh, or, or Ajax just rolling supreme and, and winning game after game. But because it, we're we're halfway through the campaign now, Twente's got a bit of a cushion to Ajax. I think at home. They can get results if they need them. So could come the end of the season, if they've got a crucial home game, they'll probably win it. I think that could be enough for them. So if I were to put money on it, yeah, I'd put money on Twente doing it right now. And that's really special and a great first season for Joseph Osting if he can manage to do that. And then you've got guaranteed European football and Twente will get knocked out at the last hurdle again because that it's just infuriating. A team of their level should be in in, in at least the Conference League and, and um, enjoying themselves in Europe. Yeah, a good yeah. team. And I think it's there's then that drop off, isn't there, between that top five and the rest of the league. And I've talked about Go Ahead Eagles a little bit this season. I do still like watching them, but they're not quite as uh, well oiled now. I think that all the games are kind of catching up with them a little bit. And it's Nijmegen winning for like three games in a week. That's really pushing up the table. But again, they haven't got that level of quality that you need to be a consistent team finishing six. Someone's going to accidentally finish sixth, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, at the end of the day, it's going to end up being a playoffs anyway, isn't it? From sixth to ninth this season. Depending what happens with a cup winner, you assume that it's going to be one of the top five. If that happens, then we'll have a situation where, yeah, the playoffs will be sixth to ninth. Fuck, it was many years ago, I remember. And the Echo Sivolvog, I think, slipped into it that one year. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a nice battle to be see who's in that top half. Some quality players will emerge, I'm sure. Um, do you know there are a couple of players that have really stood out to me in this portion of the league? One of them, Sarawi, who I know you also really like, Mike. You said to me, you quoted him before. He said, he, "I think he's the best player outside the top five. And I'm I'm still finding it quite hard to prove you wrong. I think you could be right with that one. Uh, I do like watching him it's quality. But there has been someone defensively standing out this season for NEC Nijmegen, and that's um, Calvin Vertonk. 
and I'm, I've got my team of the season so far kind of like taking shape. <laughs> and this former final player, the Donk, I think he's had a fantastic season. I've watched him a few times and thought he's standing out. They've had injury problems in defence, NAC, but he has continued to hold the fort there for them, playing centre-back and at left-back. Uh, I don't have a stats in front of me, but he's won like the most tackles in the league, um, it, like by far and away. I think he's really good at winning those tackles at any portion of the pitch, not just within his own 16-yard box. Things up there for clearances as well, um, blocks, that kind of thing. A very good defender. Um, just thought I'd give him a bit of a shout out there because Magnus Matson's been grabbing people's attention in that section of the league because of his nine goals and I think four or five assists so far this season. A great return for a mid-table team. Uh, but yeah, some stand-up players for me there. Is there anyone in particular that's kind of draw, drawn your eye um, in the top half of the league? I think that I'm trying to think of teams outside the top five. Madison is one that you know, when you're doing a match watch and you keep, you keep scoring and you keep watching the games and he keeps popping up with goals, he is doing really well. I think Kitalono of, of Sparta as well, I really like him in midfield. Yeah, I like him. And he's got he's got um, a good future ahead of him. I think he'll get picked up by, by one of the top sides. Like, this is one of the seasons that there isn't anyone really standing out. Like, there isn't someone it's that's missing coming some out. young players, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's not a team that's just coming from nowhere to to be a surprise package. Like Sparta were last season. You know, there's not that team this year. You know, there's teams that have threatened to do it, but then they fall down. And it's one of the things that about the Eredivisie this season that there is a bit of a quality drop off because outside that top five, anybody can be anybody. And you've seen that this weekend where Heron Vane, in a good run of form, are home against Volendam, who are rock bottom, and Volendam come out on top. So it's one of these weird weeks where it doesn't matter how good you are, you know, NSA could win three games in a row. They go and play RKSA Wolfwijk at home, and then RKSA Wolfwijk will win 2-1. It's, it's one of these strange leagues where it doesn't matter how, if you're outside the top five, it's, it, you can just see them losing to anyone. Um, and that, that's a good thing for European playoff spots because it's going to be make it very dramatic until the last day of the season, who's going to get there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sparta aren't as strong as they should be um NSA are, are improving, but you know, they're still the draw specialists in the league. Heron Vane, one week they're great, one week they're an absolute shambles. So yeah, outside the, the top five, it's hard to really pick standouts because I don't think anyone's really been overly great so far this season. I think with Heron Vane that they did um have it was like seventy one percent at least of the possession against Volendam. almost all the shots for Volendam only had two shots the whole game and scored two goals. There's still that kind of difference in quality that when Volendam um, travel away to one of these better to better teams, they are gonna try and sit sit deep and 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 see out for a point that kind of thing. Um, but then Head and Vane, did they have the quality to like? They don't have that strike at the moment. It feels like that's gonna score them goals and, and push them up the league. They they've had fits and starts with who's been scoring the goals. Whereas before we've seen like there'll be someone that will score. 2025 goals for a mid table team for that season. They finish higher at the league. They get sold for good money. Doesn't feel like it's happening this time because they've got Mats and NSA, but there's not like a striker, is there? I thought it might have been a Gower, but that's not really happened for him either. No, and same with Lauritsen at Sparta. I mean, he's got a couple yeah. penalties today, but he's not had a season that we expected from him. Um, Heron Vane were playing Pelly Van Amersfoot 
as as a striker yeah. at the moment. So I mean, like, he was an attacking midfielder for years. So that just shows that you know, teams are struggling. You know, Michael Kramer is still scoring goals in the league. Um, <laughs> that tells you all you need to know about the the quality of strikers that are in that are busy at the moment. And there doesn't seem to be anyone stepping up. And even look okay, at Utrecht. We've not even talked about them yet. Um, who are improving under Ron? They, Yance, they should they still be the sixth best team in the league. Yeah, but they still just drop points against teams that they should be beating, and they're quite frustrating. If I was a Utrecht fan, I'd be tearing my hair out um, because mm. the games that they should win, they lose. The games that they, they end up getting pocky points away against like teams like Ajax, but then next week they're absolutely hopeless. Um, and if you look at their squad, and their squad's so strong, it should be so much better than um, yeah. half teams in Eredivisie. But they just don't seem to be able to get those turn those draws into wins. Um, even though I think Ron Jans is doing a good job, he's you know he's he's taking them, he's he's on an unbeaten run, but he needs to turn those draws into wins and get them pushing up to get that that sixth spot because that's where he deserved to be, that's where he should be with the players that they've got. But this is something not clicking on the pitch at the moment that's stopping them from doing it. Yeah, they've spent money in the summer as well, and Ron Jans has come in and turned turn the ship around. That's for sure. I think it had. Had you taken the results into account since you took charge, I think they'd come to be the sixth best team in the league, but they're not there yet and they are still frustrating sometimes. It's 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 like there's an opportunity there waiting for a team to kick on and, and make the most of it, but that's not yet quite happened. Like it was happening with go-aheads and they've fallen back a little. So let's talk about the teams at the bottom. And there's still, like I think, a massive, massive story at the bottom of the area of the and that is Vitess Arnhem having an absolute stink of a season a sacking um, head coach and then bringing in Edward Storing. Ah, I don't know, has it, has it made a difference? I've, I, I did watch one whole game uh, since he took charge and it was it was awful. <laughs> and he goes, you know, they, they concede a goal within a few minutes and he's saying, of course, that's not going to help the confidence. It's not what was in our game plan, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I see that they, lo- they, they lose 5-0 at Almere City this weekend. A team that are definitely down that part of the league with them. I think we've seen it so many times in the past five, ten years. Mid-table teams that have got a good fine financial backing falling out of the Eredivisie. They're switching between owners at the moment. It didn't work with a high-profile name like Philip Koku in the Eredivisie. And now it just feels like it's a matter of time. And it could be the next Kroningen, the next Ardenhaag, the next Twente that went down at one point, if you remember, uh, that are going to fall out of the league. Yeah, they're a shambles. They're they're terrible. Um, you look at the squad and you think that they have the players and the leaders to get them out of this. You know, they've still got Van Hinkle, Davy Proper at the back. Um, they've got some good defenders. They've got Eloy Room um, in gold. They've got Manhoff, is a really talented fullback. Um, but the problem is they've got absolutely nobody up front that can score goals. Um, they're playing Van Hinkle up front at the moment. Um, because they don't have a striker. They tried to get Fofana from PSV, but then he got injured and he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Mjolic came in, I think, from Toulouse. And I think he got injured as well. Even when he was playing, he wasn't scoring any goals. So that's the real problem. They don't have anyone that can score. Um, they're playing really young um, players on the wings, like Jonathan's in direct. Yeah, it's it, it's a worrying time if you're a Test fan because they've got all the makings of a Kronigan or an Adrian Hag right now. They're bottom of the league, um, confidence as well. They've turned to a manager who shouldn't be in charge. He's not got the credentials for me to be a Vitesse 
head coach at this point. But I think that the club are expecting probably to have a bad second half of the season. So they're not showing ambition and going out and get somebody that's you know, a really good named head coach to try and turn this around. Um, so it's a club that desperately needs two to three players in January, but whether they're actually going to get that, because he say there seems to be ownership changes um, off the pitch. So, yeah, I think the Vitesse is a massive story because it's only a few years ago. That, you know, Vitesse came into people's knowledge because of the links with Chelsea and all the loans that they had, and they're getting into Europe and they're, talk, they're, cha- they're even challenging, you know, for KMDB Cups. They were possibly even, you know, the times we have probably had podcasts, we say if they had a couple of better players, they could challenge for for a title um, at one point. But now they're, you know, they look dead certain to me to go down. Um, they lack so much confidence. They lack a goal scorer. Um, and they lack a, a top quality head coach. So it's got all the makings of being another big club that's just going to drop down, hopefully then reshape themselves and then come back and be better like Twente did, um, like Pex Vol are doing. Um, so maybe they need that year down to, to sort themselves out. Yeah, it's it's a sad story when you see a, a big team do it. There are other leagues. I'll give an example, the English Premier League, where if a big team gets relegated, some pe- lots of people will laugh at it. And I think, you know, obviously, whilst there is that kind of humiliation of a team like the Test doing this, people are genuinely a bit sad to see such a big team go down and and, and lose that reputation. I think there is that feeling. Unless you're an NEC 9-making fan, then you probably are loving it right now. Um, they, they, they are... Uh, just just terrible and i don't know what it is considering they have some some good players i think it's it's the quality around those players you named because there there are some good players but then there are also some other decent ones that are sitting on the bench right now and i'm thinking they're not even getting in the team but they but they should be because they they are better and i think maybe there's there's a bit of i don't know the manager wants to show show he's got a bit of power or maybe there's, I know they haven't been playing well, but to take some players that have been better, such as Tielemans, out of the team and play Dom Journey, who's, who's not done a thing for the test for years, um, sticking with Merlin staying in, in defensive midfield, who I still think is a centre-back rather than a midfielder. Like, those little things for me make me go, this is just, like, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? But yeah, they haven't got a striker. They've got two strikers and neither of them are good enough for the Eredivisie. Yeah, it's it's like the like last year when they went out in January and they tried to sign all the players to try and stop themselves from going down, like Elvis Manu, um, and they couldn't do it. And that's what I expect to see from Vitesse in January. I expect them to go out and try and bring in breed four players as a bit of a, you know, a crisis move. And if it doesn't go well, then they're going down. I mean, the, the good thing for them is that they've got Heracles ahead of them and they've got Volendam ahead of them. Um, two clubs that also don't look very good. So if they can get the right players in, in January, get some confidence, then they might get out of it. They might get to the playoff spot and survive that way. But yeah, right now it's, it's looking bleak. So anything else you want to talk about, Mike, with uh, the bottom part of the AFC? I have to say that Pex while are doing well is um, a refreshing change. But apart from that, there are some teams that are really struggling and um, it's going to be, I think, quite tight for that relegation bottom three uh, for the second half of the season. There could be maybe five, six teams sort of in this fight. 
yeah, you've got it's going to be a tight one um, to the end of the season with for European playoff spots um, for for relegation. I think that that's what you're looking at Divisi for now. Um, I think that there is some teams at the bottom like Heracles, um, Amir City, even though they won five 0 against the test, you know they still got a question mark whether they're strong enough to stay in there. Um, RKC aren't doing that well. Um, they'll, they'll still drop down there. You've got Fortuna Sitar who could probably get dragged into it after a couple of bad results. So there's definitely teams down there that can can fear that they can be be relegated after a couple of poor results. And um, Pegsville, I think that yeah, they are a refreshing team because they've come up. They've got some some good players. I think that David Vandenberg was one a few years ago that was looked at when he was coming through at Utrecht as being possibly one to watch and he got injured and then he had to drop down a few divisions and then he's found himself at, at Pegsville. Um similar with Philanis as well and Mathilder who was at Utrecht and seemed to always be on the, the cusp of making his breakthrough but it never happened and he's had to drop down, you know, he's come up with Pegsville and he's doing really well. So yeah, I like to, to see them back to being what they should be, um, which was, you know, mid table possibly challenging for Europe side. Um and he had that ambition when you know, they were winning the KNVB Cup. You know, Ron Jans was in charge. So that's a, a nice story for the, the season so far. Amir, say, even though they're still in trouble, is a nice story. Um, I thought they'd come mm-hmm. up and get whipped um, every week. Um, but they're proving me wrong. I think that they're a lot better than I thought they were. Um, so that, that's nice to see. So it's going to be tight at the bottom. Um, a lot of clubs will be looking at January to possibly bring in a couple of players. And they've got a couple of weeks to try and plan for that. I can't see a lot of players leaving there. Divisi. I don't think there's many top quality names that are going to get picked off um, this January. So I can't see a lot of players leaving, which is good as well. Um, so yeah, I think that so far, you know, first half of the season has been, been an interesting one at top with PSV running away with it. Then at the bottom, you've got you know such a big name like Vitesse, rock bottom, which is an interesting story. So yeah, I think it's been an intriguing first half of the season and who knows what the second half will have in store for us. Yeah, as always, Mike, uh, love chatting about the Eredivisie. Love watching the games. And um, it's great that people, of course, love listening to this as well. And if you still listen to this section of the podcast, thank you very much for tuning into this. And we love giving you um, a a nice hour-long podcast about the Dutch Eredivisie. So if you enjoyed it too, give this a like, no matter where you're listening. Um, Subscribe to us if you're new and you listen to us on YouTube. And there's plenty more over on our website, footballdiary.com. Um, if you don't know who we are, we do touch football in the English language, and there's plenty more from us throughout the season. So stick around. And of course, if you already subscribed to our channel, do leave a comment down below uh, about about the show, about any of the top teams that you support. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, but that's all from us for now. If we, of course, don't chat to you um, over the Christmas break, Merry Christmas to everyone, Happy New Year to you all, um, and much more from us in the new year. Well, of course, we have many good things, just the Euros coming up. Mike. Yeah, well, we've still got a team in the Champions League, still got the Euros coming up. So, I mean, there's there's plenty going on. Um, Dutch people land. And then, yeah, the build-up for the Euros is going to be, be a big one. Um, a lot of exciting. There's an article to come, a lot of exciting. Um, friendlies to come, you know, everyone's against Scotland in, in March. Everyone's against Germany in March. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, the team that gets put out then, if Cummins going to... Look to to give a few players a chance to to earn a place in the squad like Ravenberg. Um, so yeah, we've got injuries coming back. Botman's back. Um, so Memphis is back. So yeah, it'll be be interesting for the next few months to see 
who can earn a place in the squad. Joshua Zerksey doing really well in, in Bologna as well. So, yeah, loads of in- intriguing stories around Europe. Yeah, so lots more to come from us. Um, and like we said, we'll chat to you soon, everyone. And if you would mind, give us a like, subscribe and comment down below. Bye for now.